Silence! The prisoner would like to say... Quiet, quiet. The prisoner would like to say a word. I'm looking, I'm looking at you, Steve. Quiet. <coughs> mercy. 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 Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> All right. That one's, that one's dead. <laughs> Moving on. This other prisoner would like to say a word. Mercy, 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 mercy. Netflix marathons! That was mediocre. Moving on. Mercy, 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 mercy. Marriage equality! Now that one I can get behind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steven, you get two points. Michael, you get one. Ryan, you get two. I wasn't really dead, you guys. Oh, okay. I was I just it. faking for the cause. Well, good evening, listeners. And welcome to Foire. A very special evening edition, apparently. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> that night. From Under a Rock, the podcast dedicated to bringing you out from under the rock on movies you should have seen by now. Proverbially speaking. Proverbially speaking. The rock part, not the movies part. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a proverbial movie? That could be anything. <laughs> We're just talking about dreams. I'm Ryan Evans. I'm James McAnally. I'm Steven Zorita. I'm Michael Ornelas. And our... Cool Cat James brought us a very yeah. special film. Yes, I did. Thank you. To bring us out from under the in. rock. Beatnik style. All right. I like it. Uh, yeah, that's right, Ryan. I brought in Braveheart, uh, directed by Mel Gibson. And uh, it's a nice little feature. I'm digging it. It's uh, it's not a little feature. I wouldn't Actually, use that word quite to describe long. it at all. <laughs> yeah, very large feature. It's, uh, it is, in fact, an epic, Yeah. if anything, I would say. Yeah. Um, I, I use that word to describe... Uh, Mag- mo- Magnolia previously, but mm-hmm. this is much more traditional definition of an epic. I consider an epic to be any movie that has Scottish penises in it. Yeah. So, of which there are many in Magnolia and this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, James, why'd you? Uh, oh, well, first of all, so I had seen this one once, but it's been probably ten years or so since it's a I, long time since I first saw seen it. this movie. It is. Yeah, and I'm glad. I'm glad I got to see it again. What about you guys? Never, never seen it. Uh, Stephen and Michael had never seen it. That's that's why I picked well, it. That's, it's that's an, one it's, reason why it's you also a it. uh, it's also one best picture. Um, and I also in some regard picked this movie um, because James Horner recently died. This might date the episode a little bit. Oh my bit. gosh, I forgot about um, that. James mm-hmm. Horner died in a tragic plane crash. I believe it was like a personal aircraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was the one who did the score for this movie, uh, which is a pretty iconic uh, piece of music uh, for a pretty iconic film about the uh, liberation of Scotland from the tyrannical King Longshanks. It's a pretty great one. Speaking of the score, I would say that at the end of the movie, the score was Scotland 1, England 0. I, I think it was more like, Scotland to England one because they got they got William Wallace. We were trying to have a nice little moment to remember <laughs> James Horner, and you had to <laughs> and go you guys got to bring point systems. Terrible pun. Okay, but <laughs> but James Horner one. five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as he comes out on top, yeah, yeah. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm all right with it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah but Horner has written uh, many iconic movie themes, but this one stands out a little bit. Probably because of the Scottish setting, yeah. which it is. Because yeah, he makes I was going to say the, the flavor of the the instrumentation was very. He uh, yeah, he distinct. uses a lot of um, bagpipes. Bagpipes, a mm. specifically Scottish instrument, right? To to great effect, I think. He uh, has variations yeah. on Amazing Grace playing all throughout the background, and uh, mm. yeah, it works really well. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of my favorite film scores, um, and. I was very sad when I heard he passed. So yeah, just the, I, I I couldn't believe that um, that because I, I knew that you Michael hadn't seen it and it kind of left my mind for a little bit. And then uh, 
when I brought it up again, then you said that you hadn't yeah. seen it, Steven. I was like, wait, two people haven't seen it? This needs to now yeah. happen. And yeah. I've been me- I've been needing to get out from under this rock for a while. Actually, coincidentally, on my Instagram today, someone posted an old Halloween photo with a bunch of friends, and one of them was in Braveheart attire. Blue with face? A blue, yeah, with a half blue face and everything. And I remember to that night when she was like, what? You haven't seen Braveheart? So I'm like, okay, all these years later, I can finally <laughs> fix it. I'm like looking at her at this picture. I'm like... I'm going to fix this. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, so real quick, James. Uh, Braveheart, you said it was directed by Mel Gibson. It came out in 1995. And uh, if you want to give us a brief little synopsis. Yeah, as I as I mentioned before, it's a story of William Wallace and his... Con- or not conquest. Um, yeah, kind of. His convoy. He, he, he goes... He conquests into England, but his... Uh, uh, it's the liberation of Scotland and uh, William Wada- Wallace. The early 14th century? Something like that, yeah. yeah I think like 13. I think it, he's a kid years. at the beginning. It's around like 12-something, 12 1270, 12 1268 maybe. 80 or 90 12, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah and... Because he died when he was 35, you said? Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, William Wallace was, of course, the leading sort of... Uh, the driving force behind this movement. This is based um, on a real historical yeah. movement, by and the way. Rallied, um, rallied his countrymen to fight against the tyrannical um, English throne. Did he really do it for love? Uh, I, like, I like to think. I'm he sure. Did. I'm, I, I like vengeance. to believe. I'm not sure just how much of a part that played. Right. If it served more for the drama or in the um, movie, the motivation is the death of his wife. That's mm. what. That's the spark that sends him on the initial killing spree his, that becomes a revolution. His, his young wife that he had just married like a day ago. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually very got, sad. I actually got to see this movie back in Austin a couple of years ago with the writer Randall Wallace in attendance. I don't know really? if there's actually any uh, any relation because um, he has obviously shared the last name, but um, I would assume so. Perhaps. Um, I, I'm not sure, but that it was, was in, that, that was in my family, and I was a screenwriter. I'd I'd make that movie. <laughs> yeah, I'd write uh, that. But I, he, I uh, actually I actually went to high school with a descendant of William Wallace. Really, well, yeah. same guy probably. Did he uh, <laughs> Did he rally you guys at the pep rallies? Did he get in blue face? No, he did. Pretty quiet. Was dude. he? Yeah. <laughs> did, did he get like really mad if anybody ever messed with his girl and just did, go on a killing spree? Did he show his Scottish penis a lot? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, okay, all, all the time. Yeah, so okay. so that he was sounds a, like a descendant. He was a pretty epic guy then. He would uh, he would get all his friends at the end of the hallway and they would moon us and, and lift laugh up their kilts for no reason. Really. And you'd have just, just this look of utter horror on your face. And like, I, would, I wasn't expecting this. I would look. Uh, I would talk to all my friends in a British accent and just kind of uh, <laughs> scoff, scoff at uh, at the Wallaces down at the other end. Yeah. <laughs> we have them outnumbered three to one. I really like. Uh, I really like. Long Shanks. I think he's a pretty good bad guy. Yeah, no, he well, was. He's, he's certainly a bad good guy. Bad good guy. Bad good guy. <laughs> yeah, what? that's true. Yeah. yeah, I guess he's a very he's very bad at being the good guy. So much to make him a bad guy. <laughs> he's trying really hard. He's <laughs> like, I just want them to like me. The uh, Wallace has routed the York or whatever. <laughs> I just yeah. like how he rolls his R's. I I really do like him as a villain because he just he's a piece of he, shit. He progresses. He gets more progressively evil. I think the very first, you know, at first it's like, okay, well, we own Scotland and we're kind of, you know, we tax them and stuff. And then you find out, oh, well, there's this law where the the British lord of each land or whatever, mm-hmm. whenever anyone gets married, he gets to sleep with <laughs> right on in on in the in wedding night. night. Yeah, yeah, it's just, his right. Just gets a right on in and yeah. fuck the bride. This is uh, Patrick McGuhan who is playing King of Edward the First, by the way. Yes, McGoo. Also known as Longshanks. <laughs> and then, I mean, how else does it escalate? Uh, what, you know, he he escalates into a lot of he he sends the princess or queen to be I don't know, whatever, uh, in to negotiate on his behalf, and when she comes back. She finds out that he never planned on the negotiations. That was just stalling time because he had already sent for this massive yeah. army. And that's the army that leads into the battle that the Scots lose for the first time in the movie. And mm. then, you know, you find a lot of other trickery moving on long. Also, like, during that battle, he, like, says, yeah, like, bring forward the archers. And the guy's like, that uh, kill all men, too? He's just like, yeah, but we'll hit them, too. We yeah. got reserves. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, he's a horrible guy. Horrible guy. 
and his his like the the thought that keeps him quote unquote happy on his deathbed is that he'll die after William Wallace, which of course that's taken away from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he dies very bitter, knowing that William Wallace outlived him a little bit, and never gave up on freedom. But yeah, this is one of the better villains and in movies. And oddly enough, like it, Wallace and him never meet. Uh, yeah, you know. So there's that too. Uh, but he does uh, leave quite an impact with uh, both of their dying breaths. Yeah, um, that was that was actually a really cool moment uh, when the king, you know, in his last breaths, uh, said that he would be happy uh, dying as long as he knew that Wallace, Wallace was dead, died, yeah. and that his movement had died with them, mm. basically, and then the last moment as he dies is Wallace screaming freedom and yeah. just nice little intercutting there. Yeah. Especially but, after, yeah. uh, the princess Isabel had torn. Oh him yeah. Apart. yeah. Tells him like, yo, so thoroughly, your, your bloodline dies with you. I carry someone else's child. In that was belly. amazing. Yeah. It ain't yours. Bitch. And even though he's like, he can barely move. You just see it in his eyes. Oh, you messed up. Some great eye acting. Yeah. From <laughs> some great horse acting. Dude. Yeah, good horse acting like, too. Much like Blazing Saddles. A lot Saddles. of great horse acting. But really, they they like impale some horses. Obviously, movie magic, but it looked pretty convincing. Yeah, that actually that was my favorite part of the movie. That first battle where you know, with the long spears. With, with the, yeah, with where they have the tactic to make it look like their horsemen are are retreating, and then just like goad the English on by flashing them their dicks and their asses, and then they come charging at well, them well part horses. of well part of the whole goading them on and, f- and flashing them is that like okay and it brought up a little bit of a conflict in me but hear me out the they go them they flash them the english get mad shoot their arrows some of the scots die out in the barrage they do it again more arrows some more die out so One dude gets his ass pierced yeah yeah you should yeah he should have covered up uh william wallace you know gets up signals to retreat and it's it's very believable if he had just said retreat at the beginning, mm-hmm. the the English would have thought something was up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But at the same time, they, if he's planning they that, take, they have to take a little bit, a of little damage. bit of a hit for the move to be strategic yeah. enough to, to work. But at the same time, it's not as cold as when King Longshank says, "Oh, shoot our own men with theirs." But it is a little bit similar that he's really willing to just say, uh, "Let's let's uh, let's chop off a, a few of our numbers here." See moments like that. Um, where Longshanks says, oh, we always have reinforcements or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. It's To me, that's a little bit too much. Uh, he's, he's really treading into Shakespearean overdramatic <laughs> villain territory there. It's, yeah. Who cares if our own men die? Yeah, yeah he, he's definitely ruthless and callous yeah. and motivated more by power where... Uh, I, I probably didn't quite just... Just didn't quite need it to that level of villain. Yeah, yeah no, and... Uh, I like it because it's a really good contrast to, you know, even when Wallace makes a decision that will also potentially pick off some of his own men, it is because he stands that firmly behind a cause and righteousness and justice. And he puts himself on the front line Yes, where uh, Longshanks isn't even there. He's most of the movie he's in his castle. And then there's one scene where he's in the battle, battle, but like far back. Even out of archery range. Yeah. And so, you know, just even that strategic uh, symbolization of those two men uh, and and their approaches to how they fight for their cause uh, is really powerful. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, getting back to it, just that scene where they lift up their uh, things and impale the horses. Mm -hmm. Jesus. Yeah, it's it's. There's a lot of heads smashed in, limbs cut. I off. didn't even see I, it coming though. I was like, "How are they gonna do this?" Because I didn't see them on the yeah. ground. I, I've not seen the movie before, so that moment legitimately got me. Is like, because like, I, you see enough action movies, it's hard to like go into a new one and be like, "Oh, that's badass." And this isn't. I mean, this has action. It's not an action movie, mm-hmm. but that moment, I was like, "That's badass." Yeah. Yeah. I remember at the time when I was younger and seeing this, thinking that this was the most violent movie I'd ever seen. And it's, yeah. and it's, it's still pretty violent. Yeah. It's, not it's not just as bloody. violent by today's standards because they do. For sure. They cut away from a lot of the really gross stuff. Typically like, when it involves one of the main good guys. Yeah. Like you don't see. Um, you don't see his wife. You don't see Wallace getting. Slid or yeah, Wallace's you, don't, you don't see Wallace getting disemboweled. Yeah. 
which I, I have to say, at first I was like, wait, what exactly are they doing to him? Are mm. they cutting off his penis? And then, uh, and then I think you said, no, they're disemboweling him. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, that's right. They had those midgets like acting out what's about to happen with whoa, the sawing whoa, and the rope. Little people. Little people. Little people. Whatever. But I was like, oh, well, that's actually like really a really good way to get the image in the audience's head without showing it. So that's, that way you can really true. imagine yeah. how gruesome it is. Mm-hmm. So... I yeah, thought that was the, really, like, yeah, yeah I thought that was great, great filmmaking. Uh, still a lot of gross stuff, though, like seeing arrows getting firmly planted into Scottish butt cheeks and, uh, and such. <laughs> so, and and I, really good effects for them. Yeah. I forgot. Um, the, I'm supposed to be giving points. Ryan, you get a point for just saying Scottish butt cheeks. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> so there's that. Yeah, Michael pointed out, especially just for an example, the uh, the not his wife's throat being slit, but the guy who did it the magistrate when wallace yeah the magistrate slit or when wallace slits the magistrate's throat um that some, one a pretty a pretty good looking yeah. practical effect yeah. yeah i mean the whole movie is littered with really good practical effects yeah. <laughs> uh, except at one point there is that cg deer apparently steven during <laughs> the middle deer. of the, no it's like, it's is that a cg, CG deer you never see a deer well also the, that deer looks way different than the ones we have here just you know it's a different part of the world but mm. also like how often do you get to see a deer that close up? Like, they're so skittish. Obviously, it's like a trained animal. But I was like, mm. whoa, wait, this isn't something I'm used to. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's true. Um, yeah, and this movie's filled with a lot of finely choreographed and shot action sequences, oh, yeah. too. I was trying to Some wrap really my great mind around this. Apart from, you know, yeah. the big iconic battle that we were just talking about. Which is only in the middle of the movie. There's a long stretch of the movie where Wallace is going on his campaign, and it's just fight scene after fight scene it seems like almost uninterrupted i just i want to talk about how brilliant and awesome he is as a do we settle on a word strategician a tactician a military (laughs) tactician i mean he walked very early on he walks into a neighboring british camp dressed in british army attire and i thought thought you were gonna say drag he fooled you didn't he yeah he did and then you know the guy in charge there says oh i've sent for a hundred men they'll be here any moment and wallace says oh uh it was more like 50 where they dressed like this and you're like oh he just killed the guy or when they set up a trap for him him and his best friend i had i didn't catch his best friend's name but his best friend hamish hamish are walking in like they're going to negotiate but before they get in they slam the door shut jam it pour gasoline light the whole thing on fire like he's always two steps ahead and they um the british make a point of it at one point saying he's not gonna we've tried to trick him so many times he never falls for any of our traps smells every ambush so then um in the end though of course he does fall for a trap that leads to his ultimate demise. Right. But he 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 like sees it ahead of you know himself. But he's like, what else are we gonna do? Yeah. Like the, at this point, we're just like scrapping or scraping yeah. by. Mm-hmm. Well, he was definitely at a very low point at that point in the movie, and that's when he kind of he goes know, it rogue. Seemed, it seemed like he was really rallying there, though. Yeah, after, for a little bit, yeah. after his big defeat, it seemed like he was really coming back, and they were becoming scared of him again. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I feel like he also realized that. Um, he also realized that if he continued to do what he was doing, it wouldn't really solve the problem. It would just sort of like keep the violence going on, yeah. which would he probably would excel at. But like it wasn't the the ultimate end goal, I guess. Well, I don't know if it was his intention. I it's kind of unrealistic to think it was, but poetic if it is. But he became a martyr when he died. And that's, you know, the final push that united Scotland and who's the king, the new king, the, the one Robert, that... Robert, the Robert, I was going to say James, King James. <laughs> uh, Robert, Robert the Bruce. <laughs> played by... The Bruce. He sounds like a bro. By yeah. the way, played his by real Angus name is, McFadden. Yeah, Angus. So Scottish. But, his name's uh, Angus. You know, his, his martyrdom is what, you know, gets Robert to unite Scotland and finally overthrow and kick England out of there. So I don't think that was, I don't, I don't know. I should read the real history. I don't think you could really, do, I don't know of any human who he, could do that. I'm going to make myself a martyr. I'm not going to. They were know. really playing up the, uh, Christ martyr, imagery. martyr imagery. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, let's put him on a cross with the arm stretched in the G 
Jesus Christ pose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He comes out even on like it, um, even like bef- at the beginning of the movie after they kill Murr and then she, he like is on his horse and he's like pretending to give himself up. He kind of walks in with his yeah. like hands, you know, in that sort of the, uh, messiah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was thinking, oh, please pull a weapon out from his, the back of his shirt, and that's and exactly was, what he does. Yeah, I was actually joking uh, that it was. Like the end scene of Die Hard, and he's coming yeah. in yelling, Hans! Yeah. <laughs> he pulls the two gun, the gun tape to his back. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what he Spoiler, did. Spoiler if you haven't seen Die Hard, go see it. It's been a long time since I've seen Die Hard, actually. Uh, Robert the Bruce, well, we, you know, we mentioned him, um, is actually probably my favorite character in this movie, the more I watch it. Because he... uh, he's the one who needs, he, he's the one who, like, constantly is. He's, he's a tough one to nail down. Yeah, well, he's, his, he's his, the loyalty, His loyalty is. He's always on the line. Well, his like until the very his, end. He, he's the one who had to compromise his his character most. Um, Are you talking about the actor or like the person, the real life person? Yeah, had to Robert, compromise his character. Well, the character slash the person. Okay. Yeah. Like like he's the one who I feel like gave up the most of himself because like even from the beginning he's like oh man this Wallace guy he's so cool and his dad's like calm down you should uh, you should not do that you should not. Yeah fight well i love the Who, pressure lizard face uh yes yeah. mr leper um, mr leper well what was he robert the bruce the 17th yeah, so robert something. the bruce the 16th something like 18th. that um no his dad would be the 16th oh but yeah i mean like he was the one who kind of like was on wallace's side but he felt like he had this patriotism and his like loyalty to his crown or his potential crown and also a lineage 16 fathers ahead of him or behind him or whatever yeah, you know like, are you and, gonna throw this all yeah, away like for his, this his, his dad guy? said like you're you're the 17th robert the bruce the 16 roberts before you have always been about increasing your land and <laughs> and more money and why why would you throw that away i'm no yeah. longer a robert from now on you can call me bob um <laughs> 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 uh, yeah i just wanted to say that because uh, I find his character to be the most interesting, whereas Wallace is the most steadfast. He it was certainly the most conflicted, and it was really cool seeing how mm-hmm. he played with that. Uh, my favorite scene with him was probably um, after the big fight that Wallace loses, mm-hmm. and Robert is sent back to take him out. Yeah, yeah. And Wallace that, unmasks him. I, and I just, never saw that coming. Yeah. That completely took me by surprise. That, like, really it impacted my viewing experience. It changed everything. That was a great moment in the just, movie. The look on both of their faces was it's heartbreaking. Be- well, it wasn't yeah. a beautiful look, but well, like it's beautiful the, filmmaking. Did Robert? So it's good. A, a bromance that just yeah. dissolves. It couldn't be. Did Robert the Bruce not realize who he was attacking? Well, I don't think he no, expected he, his he mask did. to come yeah, off. Yeah, he was He, he wanted just, to hide behind his mask. He was just ashamed. He didn't oh, want okay. Wallace to know it was him. Um, But then there's a beautiful moment when... The bromance is restored when Wallace accepts his invitation, mm-hmm. uh, even knowing that it might be a trap. And, right. it, and it was an honest. It was an honest invitation. Yeah. yeah, it was one of the other. He was, nobles he was being manipulated. Robert's that, all excited. Yeah, He's like, "Yes, Wallace is coming. We can finally figure this all out." And then, mom, mom, <laughs> we're cool again. <laughs> um, and then that shit happens. Yeah. Then the yep. trap happens. And everybody's all upset. <laughs> yep. And then the movie ends. There's much fuss and goings on. And <laughs> yeah. Humdrum. Uh, so yeah, Robert Bruce, uh, great character. What did What did you guys think about uh, Wallace himself, Mister Mister Gibson? I loved his motivation. Yeah, we. Can't, I bought yeah. that completely. Um. Yeah, different. Seeing it. Uh, in in a new light, I would say yeah. on this side of the Gibson <laughs> oh, meltdown, you know. Um, hey, I mean, if you think about it, Wallace is kind of racist. It's against the Brits, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, um, I I thought that joke, and I said it. Oh, was it, it <laughs> that's was the a, way it works. Oh, you thought the joke. I thought oh, it was the a joke. joke. Steven, I'll um, give you a point for that. <laughs> All right, I made a funny. I made a funny. I'm um, talking about his character. Subjective. The one thing I I didn't buy was the romance like it's very the quick princess the, or no his wife his wife you didn't buy the i totally bought it yeah, what, what, what was wrong with that okay he well saved, we just don't he s- saved a flower 
Oh, okay. Well, he for took, like 16 years. He took her flower at a very young age and then gave it and back, gave to, it back her. to her. And then and took it took, again. Well, wait, what? Took it in a different way. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's just like we, we see her once when they're children. She never says a word. She just gives him a flower. And he's kind of grieving too much for us to see any if there's any like attraction there. And then he comes back, and all he's of a sudden, he's also like a kid. No, I know, I know, I know. For you, but, but he comes back, and he's like right out of the right off the bat. I've thought about you every day. Rome isn't as beautiful as you. I'm going to tell you this in in Latin. It's things, actually true. Things moved quicker like, back then, Stephen. That's, that's, but that's actually true. Yeah. Did he fantasize about this like girl? And he's like, I wonder what she grew up like. Because like he wouldn't have known. I would love right? it if he sees yeah. her. She has like just the worst teeth ever. Yeah. Uh. He comes back. He's like, Merle, oh. finally. Ooh, hey, you're not the same. Little is that thing. again? Is you, that mole really your whole? Face? Your options were limited. You just kind of had to take yeah. what you could get back. Oh no, yeah, it's you go. You literally well, go with I like think, friends I of think the family. In Scotland at that time, if you were given a gift of a thistle, that was marriage. <laughs> that was like just it. He was like, well, we're this is matrimony now. And you know, I can. This is just me, but I can kind of imagine whenever I'm watching any movie, in fact, that, it's that we're we're seeing this through a lens, and that like the if there were real people, if there actually was William Wallace on the other side of that camera, then he wouldn't necessarily look like Mel Gibson, and she wouldn't <laughs> look like she does. They would maybe they're both super ugly, you know, and perhaps. Have you guys? Has and they find each other beautiful, perhaps, and very likely, actually. Has everybody here seen Inside Out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert for Inside Out. It's like the filter in the dream camera. You put the filter on, and everybody just looks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Spoiler over. That would be amazing if that was the sort of technology it's we just, could acquire in like thirty years. It's like through genetic modification we can figure out what william wallace looked like and now you can watch braveheart with william wallace well, actually it's, there it's I mean, more we like, can do that with king tut they can reconstruct faces. it's more like um we're seeing his wife as she looked to him you know yeah. so mm. so that you know they cast this attractive uh grown-up woman to sort of get the audience to respond in the yeah. same way that Wallace did when mm. he felt when he falls in love. Oh, with in terms it. of looks, so. yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like she's beautiful, but I'm just saying for his initial motivation to be so big and carry the rest of the movie, I would have liked to see a little bit more. Not much, because like you said, it does move on it a quicker scale. It was a three hour movie about a revolution. I know. Maybe there's a deleted scene. But okay. I'm just that was that was one of my you said the romance was too quick. Um, I wanted to talk about Wallace's character because I think there were uh, there were some key parts of his character that were missing from the movie. Okay, such as after his father dies and uh, he goes. Brian his Cox, uncle. his uncle, shows up and takes him away and teaches him Latin and French and sword fighting and everything. But those years of his life are just kind of deleted mm-hmm. from the story. Yeah. Kind of like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, sure. From ages like twelve to thirty-three. Hey, I'll, you give, don't you, I'll see. give you two points for that one. Good, yeah. good observation, dude. Um, that's deep. But we don't really need Jesus's motivation. We we can <laughs> we kind of we kind of get that. Um, Wallace, it seems. Um, you know, you said the the romance was rather quick. I thought his turn from my wife is dead to I'm going to liberate Scotland was rather quick. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems odd that like somebody who... This is just in the movie, by the right. way. Right. Well, see, it, it almost seems odd that somebody who spends most of his formative years... Outside like, of I, Scotland? I, I could assume outside of Scotland uh, would be such a patriot. Well, I assume yeah. then because... I feel like it's... Well, I mean, that's yeah. what Hamish says, too. He says, he's like, this isn't about you know freedom. This is about Murren. It's like this is all like a revenge ploy, essentially. Mm-hmm. Helen Murren. I Murin. would think. Yeah, it's about <laughs> Helen Murren. I would think. Although, she looks great in this. Yeah. Movie, <laughs> although Ryan was right, we don't see his formative years, so this is speculation, and it might not even support this theory. But I like to think that in his world travels, he got a taste of what freedom is. He got to see what his people could have, and when mm. he came back and saw he's what like, they're left with, right? Is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, "There's something better." I mean, he's very insistent. And it looks like, you know, he's experienced freedom outside and he wants that for everybody. When he's giving speeches of like, oh, yes, you could go home, sleep in your bed and die. But would you trade when you're old and in your deathbed? Would you trade all those days to come back here for one more chance to fight for freedom? Like freedom is a a big thing to him. Mm. And it wasn't just his wife. Now that I think about it, his dad also died. His dad. At the hands of the Englishman. Uh, A lot of people in his village or 
Well, I don't think those were all people in his village. Those were just other nobles sent to talk with the English. Yeah, it was like that's a right. So there was people from all over. So he he only really knew his dad and his brother, but he lost his dad and his brother. Simba. His brother wasn't Simba. There, but we did <laughs> this, joke that there's we, some Lion King connections. Well, yeah. He also there just are, has a mane. So. There are some Lion King connections, but... Didn't this come out like the, Lion the year King, after the Lion King, too? <laughs> the Lion King also has some serious uh, English Macbeth, Macbeth connections. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's you all know, like, I was getting Macbeth Star Wars Scottish, connections, so. honestly. It is Macbeth the, the is Scottish, Scottish play, so, yeah. 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 Oh, is it? It's, it's set in Scotland. Oh, that's right. Or are they conquesting Scotland, or is it literally set it's, in Scotland? Now Scotland's a part of Scotland, it. Scotland or Scottish royalty. Oh, okay. Has to do. I got to reread Macbeth. And you you don't call it that, right? You, the what? actors, the people performing it, call it the Scottish play because it's well, luck. yeah, because like apparently it's bad luck to say Macbeth. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Macbeth, Macbeth, uh, you just Macbeth. ruined this whole thing. <laughs> well, if you say Beetlejuice, uh, do not say that two more times. What Macbeth? No. Y- yes. Beetle. Beetleborgs. 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 Beetlebonder. Beetleblast. Mega Blue. Candyman. Candyman. Data Bonders. Input card. Biggie Smalls. Bloody Mary. Biggie Smalls. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Beetleblast. There's a lot of villains that come out if you say their name three times. Now that you Well, it's just obnoxious. James. 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 What? Rumpelstiltskin? Lana! Okay. All righty. I, I feel like this conversation has gone off the rails. <laughs> I, I, I think we, we all lose a point. But I think <laughs> I think we hit all the big ones. Maybe that's all uh, King Longshake needed to do to get Wallace was say his name Wallace. three times. Wallace. <laughs> I. Oh, what about uh, Longshake's son and his little subplot? Oh. What did you guys think of that? I. I it's, thought the, the throwing the guy out of the was window hilarious. was hilarious. Uh, that was that was hilarious. Moment. Yeah. But. So the subtext is. That maybe it wasn't supposed to be hilarious. Maybe we're bad people. <laughs> we're probably just bad <laughs> well. People. We had just seen they live where someone gets thrown out of. Yeah, a window. that's right. Somebody. I, I just love those whenever echoes. anybody gets thrown out a window but in you, any movie. You totally know it's coming, and the irony. So, so uh, the king's son. I, sorry, I wasn't. I just want to be clear. I wasn't laughing during the movie when that happened. I was. Yeah. I was actually shocked. So oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I was laughing. <laughs> just want everyone to know because that's the a king, sort of nervous laugh. The king thing. clearly. Does it, isn't proud of his son. He even despises his son, and he even more despises his lover. Slash, he promotes him to his high council, and you know his 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 lover's telling the king, "Oh, I'm actually a great military tactician." And then the king pulls him over. A, a military tactician would see this move coming a mile away, <laughs> but he walks him over to the window. Oh, and and what would you suggest? I shove. That's a great moment. This movie needed a, a good will. And that was screen. the exact sound he made as he flew. <laughs> <laughs> Complete. <laughs> um, what if, what, what if, like, by not having killed him and he- heeding his advice, he would have, like, crushed Wallace? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was, like, My he Lord. destroyed oh, his only chance at, <laughs> yeah. like, actually. He actually had some really good yeah. ideas. Yeah. He's like, well, actually, if you let me. <laughs> I. I like to believe that that's the case. Oh, I 100% think that's a totally different movie. <laughs> totally different movie if that would have happened. All righty. Are we... Any, uh, uh, any more points to hit on? I, I just love the cinematography. Uh, a lot of it is the beautiful sure. the beautiful landscape. There's some great shots. But yeah. even was, some Was this of, filmed in Scotland? I believe so. Okay. On location. No, it was uh, downtown Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Green screens. Yeah. Because of all the grass. Yeah. Mm. No, I mean, the, the, the mountains and the scenery were beautiful, but also the cinematography stands well on its own. There's a lot of scenes shot at night where when they're getting married, there's a really cool backlight effect where you just see like slivers of their face and they, they mirror it later slivers on. Slivers of boobs. In the sex scene. And we were joking about mm, it, but like it was honestly shot really <laughs> well. It was like really beautifully shot. So I thought the cinematography was... Yes, we were joking about it because we're really immature. We yeah. <laughs> we're like, Whoa. I just feel like Slivers of Boobs is an album title. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steven. Didn't mean to throw you off. No, James, that's a good maybe, album. Maybe it could be our album. It'll title. be our album, Slivers of Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say like like Bibs, though. B-E-W-B-S? Yeah, Bibs. All right. Oh boy! And that was once my note again off on... the rails. <laughs> let's rate it. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Cinematography was great. <laughs> um, 
Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Go for it. This is a great movie. It won Best Picture. It did. I'm using that to justify my rating. I give it an A minus. <laughs> nice. All right. I'll go next. Uh, great movie. Very entertaining. Even though it was longer than most movies I watched, it kept me engaged the whole time. And, you know, the fact that there's a lot of battles helps. The story was great. I love the motivation. Uh, I really rooted for the character, and I was really happy whenever the bad guys lost, whether it was the king or one of his subservients. I, I was rooting. I was on board this entire time. This movie gets a solid A. Uh, something that I didn't mention, actually, during our discussion was, um, <clears throat> as far as pacing goes, this movie is also, despite the fact that it's three hours long, uh, really well paced in my opinion like all the beats are where they need to be uh the low point which is of course after the battle of falkirk um really hits home um and it's actually a script i've been meaning to read for a while uh but that being said uh, i will give this an a minus as well i thought it was a fantastic movie as well um probably even better than i remembered it and I, I really didn't remember much. I just remember. I'll well, I remember like <laughs> maybe, maybe something happened. I was like, dude, you've seen this movie. And like, oh, yeah, but like a while did you, ago. Did you remember the slivers of boobs? Slivers of boobs. Uh, no, I did not. I, I think uh, I my eyes were probably covered <laughs> when, I, when I watched it the first time. Um, yeah, I thought it was uh, pretty great. Maybe not so weirdly. The only scenes I really remember were the part where they flash. <laughs> the, uh, the English army and him getting, um, what's the word for stretched that they use? Oh, racked. Racked. Yeah. yeah. Rack him. Now, what's and, and, and I imagine his speech as well. Uh, Unless it was just the English lives. accent no, and he actually not said as much as, him. Not as much as the flashing. Huh. What if that was shot sliver style? Uh, I'm going to give it. Dicks? I'm going to give it an A as well. Nice. All right. Well, that means it gets an A. Yay. Way to go. Good job, go, Braveheart. Braveheart. Now, you um, officially have our endorsement, so now you're legit. Now so he's got this, the uh, rightful claim to the throne. Just, uh, I was just curious what this movie, you know, you said it won Best Picture, and I wanted to see what it was up against. Uh, maybe Toy Story. Tell me if you guys deserve this one. It was uh, Apollo 13. Mm-hmm. Babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, James Warner also did Apollo 13. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good year for him. Yeah. Il Postino and Sense and Sensibility. Uh, I haven't Apollo seen Apollo 13. I would probably put Apollo 13 above this. Mm-hmm. I, it's been a while since I've seen I, it. So. I don't know. I think this. I might like this one better now. I'll have They're to watch. Yeah. I haven't watched Apollo. I think I might have seen Apollo 13 in 1995 mm-hmm. or 96 on tape. I don't remember much. I remember some stuff in Zero Gravity. And it's been a it. while. It's been a while, but like this one for me has much more resonance, I think. But... Well, it's got a lot of history to, you know, when things echo through longer periods of history, they they come across as more epic. I'm not saying that takes away their own merits, yeah. but aren't you also just, part Scottish? I'm Irish. Irish. Okay. God, this whole is, island is it your island? Is it? It's my island. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing because we're nervous. Oh and we yeah, think he might be crazy. <laughs> of course. What were you saying, Steve? (laughs) Uh, I think he was was saying it's time for the... Challenge. Points overview. We all have two. Awesome. Challenge! 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 Freedom. All right. So, you guys in this challenge are all contending for the Scottish crown. And I'm going to be the one who is listening to your uh, various arguments, debating, as you will, um, or if you will, I should say. (laughs) I'm just not going to compete, guys. As you will. Um, So, tell me, you all have different claims to the throne, but what makes yours the claim that will win you the crown of Scotland? Ryan. Gentlemen, uh, I'm here to tell you that I am the only clear, the the one true option to be your leader. You sound like Antonio Ben. Yeah, <laughs> quickly. To be your leader, Emma, <laughs> the the ruler of Scotland. 
And I will tell you why now, laddies. <laughs> do, they, do they say laddies? I think they say laddies. Laddies. Oh. Ver- verily, I don't know. <laughs> you said verily. I went, in, in my formative years, I went to, to high school with the one and only John Wallace. <laughs> John Wallace. Aye. He's a man of the John people. John Wallace, a direct descendant of William Wallace himself. And now you all know, if William Wallace were here now, mm-hmm. there would be no question that he'd be our leader. And now, I learned a lot in my time in high school, high school right? with John Wallace. I learned a lot about leadership. I learned a lot about love. And I learned a lot about flashing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most important part. And I believe that these are the truest and most important qualities in a leader. Aye. Well said. I have a question for you, laddie. What's that now? So if he's the descendant of William Wallace, does that mean like he's also the descendant of the princess slash queen-to-be? Aye, yeah. He's royalty, dude. Queen Isabella. Dude. He's like a product of that what that scene. He, I, don't literally. Know the, I don't know if the actual that actually happened. I like to think it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. About that. <laughs> Can you imagine though, like screwed. Queen to be hears about this savage and just like goes across the like, hey, lines fuck to that guy. sleep with? <laughs> um, alrighty, Michael from the from the clan Ornelis. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I've, I've I've not picked up an accent. I've been here my whole life, but it just never stuck. So please. Forgive me. Right off to a bad start, but uh, um, I'll allow it. But honestly, it's just my impatience. You know, I was, I was born to do this. Look, I'm gonna be a mighty king, so enemies <laughs> beware. Huh? Uh huh. I think I see where you're going with this. Uh, I I've never heard of a king of beast with quite so well, little hair. But <laughs> it doesn't matter because I'm gonna be the main event. Like no king was before. I'm brushing up on looking down, and I'm working on my roar. I actually don't know what yeah, he's, know. What he well, says. Well, something, something, well, an inspiring look, No thing. one's saying do this. No one's saying be there. Be there. Well, do that. Do was, that. No, no one's saying stop that. And no one's saying see, see here. here. Yeah. Now mm, see, see here. Free to run around all day. Well, Free to do it all day. My way. Does this sound like the king you want just running around having his way hey, all day? I just can't <coughs> wait to be <laughs> A little presumptive there, isn't it? Thank all you right. one already. Uh, <laughs> points for uh, for interesting speech there, but uh, <laughs> whatever. Mm. Moving on, <laughs> Stephen, the clan Zorita. Doesn't sound remotely Scottish, but... Uh. First, I have to say, Michael, I think if you're going to ne- be king, you need to remember who you are. Go away. <laughs> I know who I am, okay? <laughs> well, the laddies, I... By the way, this is before you died. My song comes before you died, canonically speaking, so... <laughs> okay. True. Well, the laddies, I, I must say, I... I'm not Scottish. I'm going to drop this accent because this is about as much of my speech <laughs> well, see, he's these people are, that uh, he's I've practiced. I, I'm real, okay? I'm going to be real with you guys, though. And But he started off. Listen, right? it's 2015. I, I, I'm looking at everybody who's been king of Scotland, and I just got to be honest, a lot of white guys. Do you really want to be that country? Are you playing the race card? I'm just saying it doesn't have to be me. You're still okay. You're Colombian. But that you're would like be the whitest guy I know. That would be <laughs> I'm just saying you might need some variety in in who you pick to be king and apparently I'm in the contest. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind being king. You know, I've I. Oh, I would wouldn't mind like he wants it. to be <laughs> king. Claim, I'll take it or leave it. You know, whatever. And let's let's think back to the great William Wallace. He was he wasn't just a man of Scotland. Yes, but he was a white guy. Mm. <laughs> he was a man who's seen the world, and maybe I have the outside perspective Scotland needs. Interesting. Um, well, let let's divvy. Yeah, I'm trying to... Uh, Ryan, you automatically get a bonus point for sticking with the accent all the way through. Um, 
<laughs> Steven, you're, uh, I think in the new world, absolutely, it's nice <laughs> to have diversity, but this is, this oh, is 14th this century was, Scotland. I this was 2015. <laughs> no, it's actually, dang it. It actually is. Okay. Present, all right. So. Hey. I'm a time traveler from so, the future in 14-something. Guys, listen, you're going to want to like, just thin like, out I, the white people. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Yeah, that's horrible. I never said that. I never said that. Just put, I'm just looking out for you. Guys, you heard it here first. Steven is on a rampage to thin out the numbers of white people. Okay. Well, maybe just Englishmen, since Scotland seems to like doing that. And historically, I need to preserve the timeline. I'm going to tell Wes. Um... I'm, I'm going to say that um, I'm, Ryan gets two points for bringing up uh, the fact that he also uh, went to school. It's nice for a king to have a higher form of education. It's <laughs> um, more than most of these Scottish people. Uh, Michael, wow. I, I know, I, I know, I know some Latin. <laughs> Requiescat in pace, bitch. <laughs> oh, um, is that rest in peace. Yeah. By the way, he's gonna kill us. You give him a point for his accent, and he sounds like Antonio Banderas. <laughs> That's a good I'm accent. A, I'm giving him a point for sticking with the accent. <laughs> I'm hearing you guys puss both. Boots get, you guys there. both pushed out of. Hey, the I had a pretty good. He puss uh, in boots. <laughs> American accent. Though. Um, Michael, I'm gonna give you just one point because while. I can tell that you're excited about it. You clearly don't have any sort of business plan or strategy. I'm working on my roar. <laughs> yes. But the roar can only take you so far. So I'm only going to give you one point. I'm sorry. I'm just being fair. No, you're not. <laughs> Steven. I, 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 Michael read that off a phone too. And that's a pet peeve of mine. Yes? I want to be accurate. And I was waiting for him to fill in his lines. I, I was just like, shit, I don't know what the fucking Iago says. I know it's not Iago. Zazu. Zazu. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Iago? From Aladdin. From, from Aladdin. Oh, they yeah, have a lot they're... of talking birds yeah, in talking Disney birds. movies. Why didn't they ever meet up? I'm sure there's got to be a crossover There's somewhere. like a terrible buddy cop movie <laughs> with Zazu and Yago. Zago, Gilbert Zag- Godfrey Zago. and Zago. <laughs> That's when they accidentally get combined into one bird. I'm going to put this on pause. Uh, shit, never mind. I'm not going to put this on pause. I was going to go with the... We're right. going to go right Zago. We're going to go right Zago. Excuse me. That one's getting the green light. <laughs> uh, and Steven, I'm going to give you... Three points for being timely. So I think that's a tiebreaker, actually, between you two. Well, I'm the only one who hasn't picked this. But there's also... But we still need a winner. There's also the issue of, I don't know, maybe let me get some more points. (laughs) That is an issue. But one we're not going to deal with. When when James said tiebreaker, he motioned to Ryan and me. So that's it's still very important that we have a winner. Yes. So what are we gonna what are we gonna Uh, do? Do you have a contingency plan, James? Uh, You guys remember when like they brought that axe down on the table? Yeah. Uh, We're gonna see who can dig an axe like the furthest in with a single swing. No, this is my table. All right. One. All right. All right. right. Two. Three. No. 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 Oh shit. Okay. Um. Now I have to go to IKEA. It's it's fine. It's a cheap table. It's actually amazing. It stood up at all. <laughs> um, shit, I don't know. <laughs> okay, James, James, James. Yeah, you've got to think with your head before. You've got to learn to use your head before you learn to use the sword. What does that? Get Whoa! Me? Holy shit! Hold on. I came up with Stephen sl- just like brought his head down on the table. What I does came that up get with me? Sliver of boobs. Sliver of boobs. <laughs> Uh, Michael, you're out of the contest. Just give me three points and let that be. Okay, it. well, see, I'm gonna give it to Steven because he just like literally <laughs> slammed his face that, down. Is that all table. it takes? That sound was a headbutt, by the way. <laughs> that is weak. That is weak, Michael. He, like, he actually made me go, oh shit. You're on a more acoustic <laughs> part of the table. All right, I won. Sorry, Ryan. Ryan has got his head <laughs> in his hands in shame while I had my head. Sorry, in Ryan. The table. I mean, I don't really know who is the actual winner here. <laughs> there is so much damage to my table right now. <laughs> I think I think if anything, I think if anything, Michael's table is the loser. <laughs> Regardless, Stephen does get to pick next week. All right. I we just before we move any further, we got to get this one out of the way. Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> How, which, how much of it are we uh, We watching? are watching the last episode of season one and the first episode of season two. A lot of people... Interesting. Oh, oh sh- weird. I just got sick, and I think I'll, I won't be better for like uh, after you guys record. That's all right. We film at your place now, so we can just... <laughs> you know, you can have some soup. 
you know? Some soup, would that be nice? Uh, soup, move sliver the, of soup. It wouldn't be the first time we recorded an episode in your bed. Yeah, we so. can do it from under the sheets. <laughs> I forgot you know, about we're very that. we're very flexible with, you know, accommodations. So All right. So you know. everyone, uh check out Terminator uh, Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Or the, no. It is a TV the show. Television show. Uh we will specifically be talking about the season one finale and the season two premiere. Yes. Um, but if you must uh, <laughs> see everything in continuity, good luck <laughs> and uh, get everything listened to in time. Or you can just, you know, hold off <laughs> listening to the podcast until you're done. Um, if you've seen it before or if you, uh, or if you have, or if you get a chance to check it out. It. Yeah. If you have, if you, if you think this is a horrible pick, or if you are in. completely biased against it for no reason, because you haven't seen it before, then uh, write us in F U rock, F U a rock at gmail.com. That sounds like me. Tweet us at F U a rock podcast. Check out our Facebook, facebook.com slash from under a rock. And uh, while you're at it, uh, head over to iTunes, rate and review and subscribe and all that good stuff. And check out the four one one mania.com uh, from under a rock weekly article. For this, sure. Do this that week too. we reviewed uh, the first three episodes of Marvel's daredevil, the Netflix series. Fun stuff. Yeah. Not really. I didn't really enjoy daredevil that much, but you didn't. Well, next the, the Netflix show. No. Oh, I, I haven't watched it, but you're the first person I've heard to say that. I know. Interesting. And next week for that article, we will be watching the silence of the lambs. In honor of Ooh, Hannibal nice. coming to a close. That's a good call. Yeah. I like that. Awesome. Um, Steven, anything going on with uh, the hyperdrive on the YouTube? Yeah. Uh, I guess I can finally announce it now. I've been working on a collaboration series with Lauren Francesca of the I Want My Lauren channel. Uh, we've we put some posts up on that, but expect some content coming from that series to be coming to both the hyperdrive channel and the I Want My Lauren channel pretty soon. Excellent. And uh, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. <clears throat> I think so. Let's go around the table, gentlemen. I'm, I'm James Maganelli. I'm Steven Steuben, the, the jerk suburban Zarita. The, the jerk. jerk. The burbs. The burbs. <laughs> Bieber. Mike Bourbon! Michael Ornelas. Oh, I thought that was your death cry. It was. Your inspirational death cry. I'm dying. <laughs> and I'm Ryan Evans. Thank you for joining us for a very special evening edition of From, From Under, Under a Rock. Guys, don't make me the only one. You're tearing this podcast apart, James, with your yeah. You want, you feel you want to answer a question for me? Please. Do you recycle? I do. Okay. I just wanted that to be on record. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs>